0: Looking for a forecast high today of 4 degrees. Depending where you look, some say 6 degrees. What is the deal? We check in with David Phillips from Environment Canada. Always love talking to David. Small town salute. Something special happening with a particular festival that is usually during the summer. But they've got something cooked up for this weekend. The King Charles Coin Exchange at the Mint Looking to draw thousands of people to the Mint today, Clay Young joined us from the Mint, and of course, it was always chaos and mayhem with the Clay Man. And I had a frustrating retail experience on Wednesday, so we asked you about your retail frustration. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, and this is the Thursday, December 14th podcast for the start. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. And I suppose it's apropos that we begin the show with a sponsor tag involving poultry because I know I, I if I had to bet, I would suspect, Loren, that they're the thing that's at top of your mind is gravy. I've been
1: I've been thinking about this pretty much since the alarm went off this morning. <laughs> that it's our holiday lunch, our Floor is putting on a lunch today for CJOB and Global, and I'm, if it doesn't have gravy in it, like if it turns out to be, you know when people try to do things differently, and yep. you're appreciative of the creative no. side of them? Nope. But on this day, and same with my Christmas meal, I expect certain things. Correct. Get as creative as you well. You can cook, I don't care what you, you could have like whatever you want, but if there's not a boat of gravy, like a boatload of gravy, like a nice gravy boat, giant gravy boat with that straw to my mouth, I don't
2: want it. No, no, no. Like the core, the focus, like the centerpiece of the meal has to be traditional. You can get as creative as you want with all the extra stuff, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. do not be replacing a traditional Christmas meal with something. Don't, do not go off the charts. Do not try and get creative or 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 overly, Don't like don't mm-hmm. overthink the situation. Mm-hmm. We need poultry, mm-hmm. mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Stuffing, mm-hmm. gravy, one vegetable. You don't have
1: to have any of those things. A roll. Go dip over the meatballs and re- if you want. That's a man. I don't care. No, no.
2: You can but. add. You can add you that stuff, yeah. but do not bring this in place of 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 the heart, the core of the meal. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I. You're preaching to the choir.
0: Instead of gravy, where
1: you're just going to have cranberry sauce. No. Again, that goes on the table. Like it. It's good to have it there.
2: It's more for color.
1: But I do think. people really dip into no. the cranberry sauce? Mm.
0: I don't know. I never, I, 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 I don't get it. I don't understand. I've never understood the cranberry no. sauce thing.
1: No. and I, I guess, love cranberry sauce. Oh, I knew oh, come 4-J. on. Like you, ha- like you've gone out of your way to source it. Like it's in, it's on your plate. Yeah, of course. Is it in your sandwiches? So what
2: do you do with it? Hold on. What do you do with it? I put it on my turkey.
3: I got gravy on my turkey and I put it on my turkey as well. And of course in the sandwiches.
1: Don't of course me. Oh, <laughs> I just of course you. Oh, you better of course yourself because <laughs> you're gonna course it.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, leave there, there. I guess there's one explanation. I don't know. I just, I, I don't like the cranberry sauce. But indeed, I, I will say this though. I don't mind because there, there was a, a point where we stopped having turkey in our home. Okay. And that was largely because. My sister was a vegetarian. My dad didn't really care for turkey. And quite frankly, my mom and I, the only part of the turkey we loved was the skin. Okay. And, uh, but the stuffing that came out when she would stuff the bird and then you had the stuffing that, you know, once it's absorbed all the turkey juice and whatnot, that was fantastic. But we just say, we're like, you know what? Like, I don't mind turkey, but I prefer chicken.
1: That's fine. It doesn't have to be turkey.
0: But then I think I think eventually it was a we, it was a hard left, and I think the feature would have been something like lasagna or chicken parm. I was totally fine with that.
1: Interesting. I can appreciate. It depends on how often you're eating
2: those things. But that's within the family unit, like that's one household. When you're gathering multiple families, or in this case, multiple employees, you can't bring in lasagna. For the holiday Somewhere, meal.
1: whoever's organized this meal is scrambling right now. Because whenever, <laughs> like, there's going to be, they have done something different and fun, thinking we'd all like it. Now they're like, oh, man, listen to Lorraine, of coursing Jeff up the yin-yang.
0: <laughs> Actually, and this kind of reminds me, and this is a, not exactly the same thing, but uh, Greg, I don't know if you remember, when we first moved into the the building at Polo Park. Yes. So they 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 put in a vending machine. It was all healthy snacks. Yeah, nobody wants (laughs) that. And I think it took all of two weeks. Yep. And they replaced them all because no one bought anything.
1: What were the snacks? Like granola bars and that kind of thing? Yeah, granola
0: bars and and just like those sesame seed. uh, Wasabi
2: buds and...
0: Yeah, it was all sorts of like idiotic nonsense. And like, if I'm if I'm going to a vending machine, I just want to buy a, a bag of Cheetos or I've something. I've already made
1: bad choices. If I'm pulling out my cash to go to a vending ma- machine, I'm already the person that didn't think to bring my lunch, didn't think to bring a snack, didn't probably going to just sit in my chair all day long. And now here, now I'm walking to that vending machine, and you're like, oh, now you're right. Yeah. Now I see the error. Of my I reigns. respect.
2: <laughs> I respect the intention. Yeah, you know, I thank you for thinking about my health. And uh, trying to provide sure. me with some healthy options, but that fell flat
0: on its face. And within, once they replaced everything with potato chips and chocolate <laughs> bars, I think they were gone in like two days. There was a run <laughs> on the vending machine because people were, it was like we had never seen potato <laughs> chips before. So just to tie it back to this, you know, they, they tried something different, yep. didn't work. You got if you want to have some healthy snacks in the vending machine, fine but still at least give me the option to have my sour cream and onion old Dutch potato chips. Just like for this lunch, as you pointed out, Greg, in this communal environment, you got to have the staples and there had better be gravy.
2: Although Richard just said on the text line, lasagna is the best Christmas showcased meal, especially if you'd had multiple Christmas dinners. It's a nice way to have a tasty lasagna instead of another turkey. Well,
1: Richard, that's, that's fair. I hate to
2: tell you this. I'm going to remind you today is December 14th. This is the first... Of the Christmas meals, not the last of them, so the lasagna can come at the end of the month, early January. But then
1: you need to organize your meals. Like if you're going to multiple meals, it's almost like you need to have a conversation. What are you doing, mm. right? And what is it? Yeah. What are they doing? And then you know at least what to make in your own home.
2: That's fair. And uh, lots of people standing up for Jeff Forche on the cranberry. I'm not
1: against the cranberry sauce. The like, I, like if I have it in the sandwich, I'm not like ew, gross. And if but it's is on it the, the table, sauce, I'm is it the, the real, goose. or is it the
2: jelly? But I'm not drawn like-
1: to the table because of cranberry sauce. Is it- I'm not stepping up to your pl- plate and being like, well, that's it. I'm out. I'm going home. <laughs> I don't see any cranberry <laughs> sauce on this table. But I will do that if there's no gravy.
0: <laughs> just take the plate of food. Get to the end of the line. Where's the gravy? There's no gravy. Just throw it at the person. That's how you get, fed it to you. you
1: get rid of me at a party. Like I show up and I walk around and then I'm just mad. Hide the gravy. She'll get out of here. Just wait. She'll be gone.
0: (laughs) Because there's no gravy? There's
1: no gravy. Thank God she's gone. Bring out the gravy.
0: It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. In our next segment, we'll tell you how you can win tickets for Sebastian Maniscalco. Maniscalco, comedian, coming to Canada Life Centre in October of 2024. But right now, we want to talk about... Dig further into the weather, because no matter how hard December tries, it seems it just can't. (laughs) It's having commitment issues, Loren. It just will not fully commit to winter. Needs
1: a relationship, counselor or something with what winter is supposed to look like. Technically, I suppose, not winter yet, so it's not doing so bad. But we're looking at a high of plus four today with warmer than normal temperatures. The news of the day really... It's been the news of the year for much of Canada. David Phillips is a senior climatologist with Environment Canada and joins us now. Good morning, David.
4: Hey, good morning, Lorraine.
1: We talked to you about, uh, I think, a week ago and wished you happy holidays, thinking we wouldn't have any reason to talk to you again (laughs) until we got into the new year, David. But usually that's for cold. And yet here we are with uh, a warmer than normal day. What's going on?
4: Oh gosh, you know, you're right. I mean, four degrees is not a record. I mean, you'd have to get up to nine degrees to break a record in Winnipeg, but that's not the story. The story is how consistently mild it has been, just day after day, week after week, and now month after month. I mean, since uh, certainly September, uh, it's really been very much uh, warmer than uh, than normal. December, my gosh, I wish the month ended. We could really write home lots of news about how, what a record month it was, but Right now, temperatures are daily temperatures. I mean, we're not halfway yet through it, but about nine degrees warmer than you normally would get. I would think that's certainly a record, but we have to see what the second half will bring. But, you know, it is really just absolutely, you, you get these kind of, uh, they're not teasers. They're just really what the weather is all about and uh, very much El Nino-like. I mean, this is southern breezes, but, you know, guys, I think that El Nino has been given too much credit for this i think that is clearly it's been mild and balmy but you know uh, until winnipeg can winter can't come to winnipeg until it comes to tuktuk and you know in the far north it is just absolutely warm. I mean, there's some very cold air in the world. It's over in Siberia, in China, and China, and parts of um, of Europe, but not in North America. It just hasn't come over the North Pole yet. And uh, and sitting on the other side of the world, and and we've just been in a lot of southern breezes, Pacific breezes, and and I've counted the number of daily records in the North. Well, well, really in Canada since mid October, we've had over 650. Daily daily records. Now, this would be a day where, you know, say maybe the uh, December the 5th, it was the warmest day in Saskatoon uh, on history. And then the next day, it might have been also a warm day. So you count all of those across the country, 650 of those. That is just tells you that it's been consistently warm for a long period of time. And guys, you know, I look at this next seven days and I don't see, I don't even see flurries in the air. I mean, typically in a week in, in Winnipeg, you're going to get Um, uh, temperatures that are not going to be as balmy as you see now. I mean, these are like today would be 14 degrees warmer than it should be. It should be minus 10 for this afternoon, minus 20 tonight. And instead, it's going to be like plus four and minus six. I mean, these are, as they say, more than a dozen degrees warmer than normal. You've had no days at all so far below minus 20. Normally, you've had 10 of those suckers by now. So my sense is that this is really, Really is, has winter been canceled? It certainly has been slow to come. I mean, it really, really has been. And then often, sometimes by Halloween, you say, oh, well, there's our, our white Christmas snow well, my gosh, I mean, you've got about maybe two or three centimeters of snow sitting in the ground, and many places in southern Manitoba don't have any snow at all, so it just doesn't feel like winter, doesn't look like winter, and and yet, you know, Loren, you're right, it's, it's a week to go before the astronomical beginning, but we know it doesn't wait till that. It often comes, you know, often in November and, and certainly in December, and there's just been no touch of that at all.
2: So if it's all been the hype... Hype, El Nino's hype man um, and you mentioned this idea of of the north still being warm is is that have to do with open water and 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 a lack of of frozen seawater you know in the in the northern part of Canada at the top of the globe so to speak David that's yeah. keeping that cold cold weather uh, in, in Asia.
4: Well, exactly, I mean it is the uh, i mean there 's always cold air somewhere, but it just seems to be hanging out on the other side of the world hasn 't come across yet. the polar vortex is kind of just uh, slumbering it doesn't doesn't it's not active in, in certain, when it starts jiggling and wobbling well, then that cold air can can come over the poles, and we could we could freeze but but certainly it has just been lacking in the north we 've seen you know I used to describe the the Arctic as warming up, say twice as fast as the global average. You know, this week scientists were reporting that it was warming up four times the, the global average. So it really has been very warm, warm Arctic waters. I mean I had moments there where my gosh, Callawit was warmer than Toronto. I mean Toronto was snowing and cold and and Callawit was wondering well why was why was it all the heat and and, and um and, and certainly the uh, rain rather than snow. So really you're you're right. It's been an Arctic has been just wide open, um, and it's also a lot of residual heat from a warm a warm summer up there. We've had the warmest summer on record in Canada, and um, and, and I think that is just it just hasn't cooled uh, cooled off. And we're seeing a lot of these weather systems, and and you know, so in a way, why we're not seeing that kind of snow is because certainly cold begets the cold and begets the snow. But a lot of these American systems are moving south, so you guys are almost in the weather-free zone. It's you know weather systems are moving way up to the north, uh, uh, right up to the Arctic Islands, and way down to the south in the in the Gulf States along the United States, and so they're seeing some wild weather there. But hey, there's no such thing as a Colorado Low or an Alberta Clipper or a Saskatchewan Slasher. You know, none of these things are uh, are on the weather map. It, it's just as they say. It's like a, a day after day. It's rather delightful monotonous.
0: What did you call the the Saskatchewan what?
4: Well, there's like an Alberta clipper, but there's a storm that could develop into Saskatchewan. And it's called a Saskatchewan slasher. That's we don't see it that much. But then there's also the Manitoba masher, which oh. is sort of a, like another prairie kind of storm. That, But, you know, they've just been missing in action. We're not seeing any of those guys. I thought
1: and- you said flasher, David. So smasher oh. and masher, I think, is a little bit better. I wasn't sure what flasher was going to bring for us. So
0: <laughs> oh, <there you> go. <laughs> it's like
1: one of the reindeer names.
0: David Phillips, thank you, as always, for your time. We uh, wish you happy holidays once again.
4: Oh, thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Bye-bye now.
0: David Phillips, senior climatologist with Environment Canada, joining us live on 680 CJOB. And I know that this is subject to change, but just looking at a 14-day forecast. Yes. Minus one Christmas Day. Come on now. There is not not a daytime high cooler than minus three in the next two weeks, if that holds. So, I mean, that's subject to change, of course, but this is crazy. So... I guess enjoy it while you can. I guess a Saskatchewan slasher could
2: change that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so could a flasher, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is Mackling, McGarry and McNabb. Right now, we would like to discuss with you retail frustration. Tis the season. And be be nice to the retailers because it's a stressful time of year for them. It's a stressful time of year if, if you're shopping. Uh, and I went shopping yesterday looking for a Christmas gift, went to a big retailer. I don't want to mention the retailer. I don't want to mention the item in case the gift recipient is listening. Uh, so I find the item. There's no price tag on it. So I look it up online on their the store's website. 70 bucks, but slashed to 55. All right, cool. I go to pay for it. And I guess I was like kind of daydreaming because I didn't notice the total price was $73.50. I just mindlessly paid for it. And then I, then I thought, once the transaction was complete, like, that's weird. So I thought I'd better check this. And sure enough, she rang me up, full price, 70 bucks. So I went back and asked her, hey, your, your website says $55. Oh, that's the online price. You can order online and do express pickup, oh. and it's often cheaper. And we yeah. do that to compete with Amazon. So in the meantime, because I chose to just walk into your brick-and-mortar store and buy something, I'm penalized? Yeah. So she did knock the price down for me and refunded me $15. But geez, like, I get that retailers have to come up with creative strategies to stay competitive with the online giants, but this just feels sneaky. Like, how many people are buying things in person and are paying more than what they'd pay online and don't even know it? Like, am I going to have to start researching the price of everything I buy in person? Feels like it, doesn't it?
1: And what an interesting strategy to have! Like, did the did you go back and look at what the signage
0: was where on the shelf? There was no no, uh, there was no price, like uh, right. The,
1: but so, where did, How did you learn? Sorry that it was slashed.
0: I looked it up online.
1: Oh, okay.
2: And yeah. Did that take you to that particular store? Yeah, based on the price I that see. it was. Yeah, it was on, it
0: was on their website. So that's why you went there in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So. We want to ask you about your retail frustration. 204-780-6868. Tell us a story for a chance to win tickets for Sebastian Maniscalco coming to Canada Life Centre in October. Poitras, let's start with you.
5: Well, it's frustrating when, excuse me, you deal with um, somebody in retail who, uh, Pretends as if they are an expert on said product that you're trying to buy when they absolutely have no idea what they're talking about. And but they talk a good game. And this happens very, very often where this person is like, Of course I know exactly what I'm talking about. Um when I was living in Calgary, I went and bought I bought a sound bar for my tele, my TV. And I just was having problems connecting it and needed to get this piece. And so I went into a, I think it was a, you know, electronic store or whatever, and I said I need to get something that will connect my sound bar. I showed the outlets and all that sort of thing, and the guy goes, "You have to take this piece. This will work 100 percent." And I said, "Are you absolutely positive that it will work?" And he said, hundred percent. If you have a fl- you have flat screen TV, I said yes. He says it's going to work absolutely. I went okay, and I walked out." And I think, I said, that guy's full of it. I don't think he knows exactly what he's, I don't think he knows what he's talking about. So I looked it up on on online really quickly, which I probably should have done beforehand. Uh, and yeah, he was completely wrong. So I walked in, <laughs> returned the items, said I just bought this. It's the wrong one. And I went to a store at the other
2: side of the mall in Calgary,
5: and I bought what I needed. I you need an that.
2: optical cable?
5: I'm it just curious. curious. It, was op- it was an optical cable, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It
2: was, yeah. And he assured you that you would have an optical out on your TV, and you didn't. That's exactly what happened. Uh-huh. Yeah.
5: There that is exactly
2: go. what happened. Jeez. How
5: did
0: you know? How did you? So how did you end up connecting it?
5: Well, there was a, there was another piece I needed to get. Okay. There was another piece that this guy had,
0: you know, like a dongle or something. Yeah. Who knows what it was? <laughs> Some cord. But that guy made sure that it worked.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Sarah, what about you?
6: Mine's kind of similar to yours, where I was going to buy an espresso machine, and I was waiting for like the sales, because they're fairly expensive, and I was checking online of this one store, making sure they're in stock, because of course, they're on sale, they're going to go, um, and so it said there's like 10, so I'm like, perfect, and then I just drive over, and... Uh, You can't tell me within like half an hour all 10 were scooped up, but maybe they were. Or the website wasn't updated. I'm not sure what happened. And then I did this one other time. And again, it said they got some back in stock. I'm like, okay, I will go back in person. And again, they had like one left or it was the one I didn't want or something was wrong with it. I didn't, it wasn't what I wanted. And I just asked them. I was like, is your like website like updating? Like it's not showing correctly. And they're like, yeah, sometimes it doesn't work. And sometimes it's just too fast. I'm like, okay. So anyway, I ended up going directly to the company of the espresso machine. I wanted to support like the local like franchisee and like go and get this in person. But I ended up going online directly to the company because just wasn't working out
0: well good for you for trying (laughs) and you're persistent
6: a couple times
2: like your persistence exactly what about you well uh i too try to support local entrepreneurs and local business as much as i can so uh, a couple of weeks ago i was in search of two things And I will leave also the retailer out and the exact objects involved here. I was in search of two things, could find neither at this store, which was fine. But I found one version. One version is a color situation. And I said, I'd really prefer, I see you have the white one, but I prefer the blue one. Do you have any blue ones? No, I don't think so. Oh, there's one hanging on the wall there. Oh, oh yeah. Pulls it down. Oh, that's too large. Um, Have you got any maybe in the back? Yeah, I'll go check. No, I'm sorry. Don't have any. Nothing else. Have you got some more coming? No, no more coming. Can I special order it? No, no, no. (laughs) So I go back to the same retailer yesterday, settling on the white one versus the blue one. And lo and behold, there is a plethora of blue ones in the store. (laughs) And I was happy to find said item, because I'd been searching all over North America online for it, even had someone (laughs) in California willing to go and purchase it in person and send it to me, and I was frustrated to... You know what I mean? I was frustrated to find what I was actually looking for because I'd asked some very specific questions in order to to like basically to give my money to these people.
5: This was a classic move. When that guy said, I'm going to go check in the back, he went back there, twiddled his thumbs for about five minutes, looked at the sky, looked down at his feet (laughs) and he walked back out.
1: No, he did what my kids do when they go to the fridge. They open it and just say, it's not there. Where? Where, mom, is the Caesar salad dressing? Right there. Not here. It's not here. It's gone. That's what they did. It was like a fridge. Somebody must have stole it. It just stood there and looked. I can't see it. It didn't look. It just stood. My
5: mom accused me of being a bad looker when I was a kid. You're a bad looker.
1: You are a bad looker. I can guarantee you're a bad looker.
5: I am a bad looker.
1: I'm a bad looker. You're a bad looker. You're still a bad looker? I can tell who's a bad looker. When I go in the store, I'm like, don't send that guy back there. He's a bad looker. I'm a bad looker. Get someone else. He's a good looker. Put up your hand. Send them.
0: Right now, we want to talk about how we know there are many of you who have been waiting to get into the housing market and holding off, either because of mortgage rates, housing prices, or both. So if you're
1: wondering if there's any relief in the forecast for 2024, well, here's the headline from Royal LePage. Canadians to adapt to new reality as housing market returns to near normal in 2024. What's near normal look like? Well... For 2024, the median price of a single-family detached property is expected to rise 4% to $440,232. Michael Fraze is broker and manager with Royal LePage Prime Real Estate and joins us now. Good morning, Michael.
7: Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Well,
1: thanks for taking the time. Before we get to the prices, what does new reality mean?
7: (laughs) Well, new reality, I mean, that's a great, uh, interesting wording because I think – you know, this is the new reality outside the pandemic. You know, for the last, uh, you know, two and a half, three years, I'll say from the real estate side of things, you know, it's been, you know, I'll say racing up a mountain. Uh, and, uh, and now as, you know, interest rates have climbed over the last, uh, you know, 18 months and now they've seemed to be settled. You know, we're kind of settling back into this new reality of, I hate to say like business is normal, but that's what it was pre-pandemic. This is how the market behaved and that's what we're seeing signs of.
2: Well, that's probably a good thing for those that want to get into the housing market because I know for for a long time it was would be frustrating. You'd be maybe working towards finding that down payment and then you would go out looking for a home that suited you and you realize pretty quickly that you couldn't afford to get into the market. so so stability, uh, the word of uh, the next few months as well here,
7: Michael. Yeah, I would definitely use the word stability. I'd use the word healthy. Um, because, you know, World Page is forecasting, you know, a 3% increase. You know, 3% doesn't jump off the page as a very attention-grabbing headline, but this is great news, as you mentioned, because for home sellers, you know, prices aren't tumbling off a cliff, as there would be some clickbait out there would suggest otherwise, but, you know, it's not tumbling off a cliff. And for buyers, yeah, we're out of this chaos pricing of the pandemic, where prices were shooting up double-digit with 30 offers on every house. So it's approaching more of a balanced market, We'll still see our seasonal norms and trends throughout the year. You know, it is get a little bit busier in spring and prices do tend to tick up in spring. And then, it, you know, it plateaus for the third quarter and winter comes and, hey, it's December. Things slow down. Prices subside a little bit in the fourth quarter. So we can expect that rhythm to happen again next year.
0: So, Michael, did, how about you take us through the prices? Like, what are we looking at for houses and condos?
7: Yeah, so... um the forecast there uh, for next year, as uh, was mentioned, are four hundred forty thousand dollars for a detached home is where it's expected to land up at the end of next year. We're finishing the year just about four hundred twenty-four thousand, um, and uh, condos are about going to finish off next year about two sixty-four, and right now they're at two fifty-eight, which is going to represent a two percent price increase. Um, so, and it's again these are broad strokes. I always have to point that out because every market, every neighborhood is different, and different price points are different as well. So the bulk of the activity is still, you know, if we're looking in the 300 to 400, 450 range, let's say even under 500, that has the majority of the market. It still gets the majority of the eyeballs. We're still seeing multiple offers, even in December. I, we had one last night sold with three offers on December 13th. Uh, so those that price range is definitely busier. We've seen definitely softening in the luxury market. Um, you know, in November, there was only 15 sales over 700,000 compared to the five-year average of 40. So, different price ranges, different neighborhoods are going to have different markets as well. So again, that, those are the broad strokes, but we'll see, um, you know, certainly as um, more buyers come back into the market with interest rates, so again, hopefully subsiding, they've already softened a bit, uh, you can expect those entry-level price points to, to see the most activity and the highest price increases.
1: You talked about where you can see neighborhoods that are hotter than other. I'm curious, outside of Winnipeg, where are you seeing sort of the the market take off or growth?
7: Yeah, the... the the bedroom communities outside of Winnipeg, especially through the pandemic, saw tremendous growth, um, and it was again simply hard to get a home, uh, as mentioned before, in Winnipeg. So people were looking abroad, and you get better bang for buck, more land. Uh, so we saw those bedroom communities, especially you know with remote work and all that kind of stuff, changing our landscape and, and how we work. Um, you know, we don't have to drive, you don't have to drive every day into work anymore, right? Some people work at that, that uh, hybrid model at home. So those bedroom communities have done extremely well. Um, and are continue to expect to continue as well.
2: Yeah, when you're you're establishing these prices based on the what it be about twelve to eighteen thousand homes that are sold in the market in the course of a year, Michael. So you know, once again, sometimes these prices uh, are 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 eye opening and shocking to some folks. But unless you're renewing your mortgage, buying or selling sort of has very little impact on you, does it?
7: Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's one thing if prices go up today, you know, and, and you're a homeowner. Well, fantastic. Unless you know, unless you're selling, you don't actually get to realize that. Um, so again, these are back to your point. It's a healthy market, um, and not seeing you know prices go catastrophically down or or rocket shipping up you know, deacceleration, you know, going slower up the mountain is not the same as depreciation. So that's the way I kind of look at it is we're not running up this mountain anymore. We're taking a nice slow pace, um, which is a healthy pace for, for both homeowners and home buyers.
0: Michael Fraze, broker and manager with Royal LePage Prime Real Estate. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. We appreciate okay. the time.
7: You're very welcome. Thanks for having
8: me again.
0: It is. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb were asking you this morning for a chance to win tickets for Sebastian Maniscalco to just tell us about a time you experienced some retail frustration, as I did yesterday. And just to be clear, this is not about railing on retailers and retail workers. This is a stressful time of year, but... You know, they're going to be frustrated. Customers are going to be frustrated. So tis the season for that. And, Loren, we have one here as it pertains to getting a new car.
1: Yeah, they say, I leased a brand new car last year in the fall. My only request from the salesman was, it needs to be good in winter. I commute to Winnipeg Daily, but came to find out the vehicle didn't come with a block heater. The most ironic part is I specifically picked the winter package. (laughs) I'll also add that when I spoke to the salesperson and told him I was considering buying the car but changed my mind because there was no block heater, he told me if I bought it, they'd put it in for free. Why not just have it in there now? That That would be a beef about when you do buy certain things where, well, if you buy it, I'll give it to you. Well, then just make it part of the package. And I can't decide when it comes to retail whether I'm a person who wants to negotiate or just wants the price to be the price. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you're, like, specifically with cars, it feels like it's always this negotiation and different packages and add-ons. And I wish it would just be what it is. Because then you walk out and some, the next person says, oh, I got, my friend got that car last week for five grand less. And you're like, what? And on the other hand, sometimes you enjoy saying, any wiggle room here? Like, you know, you feel like you got your, you're doing your thing.
0: I, I, I find that whole negotiation process super stressful. I'm not good at it. Yeah. And uh, actually, when I got my <laughs> when I got my uh, my first new car was a 2007 Honda Civic, and my mom came in and she negotiated Perfect. the price down. And I was more than fine with that. Yeah. Because uh, yes, yeah, she was able to get them to knock a couple things down. And the thing with this story that this listener is telling us, it was a Jeep. You think of all the of all the vehicles that's winter ready, it's supposed to
1: be like rugged and ready to rock, right? <laughs> yeah, I, come on. Man. I I struggle with the idea of being offered something after the fact. Like I just re- recently canceled a subscription to a service, and they said why, and I said honestly, I just I need to cut certain things right now, and I'm cutting this. And they said, well, what would you do? Well, how about we make the price monthly this? And I thought, why didn't you reach out to me and offer me that? And it, and it was like. I think I was paying 39 bucks a month and they were offering it to me for eight ninety nine. It was a dramatic Whoa. difference. And I just <laughs> thought like, why, why all of a sudden now I'm leaving. That should, there should have been some proactive measures done.
2: Yeah. And, and, and if just, you
1: can afford to cut it like that, come on,
2: do it ahead of time. And you'll keep me a happy customer. Because after for a long, that I was long annoyed. time. Well, I've been a subscriber to a certain audio service for going on twenty years mm-hmm. now, and this whole rigmarole every single year about <laughs> you know we're going to renew you at twenty nine ninety nine a month. It's no, you're not. No, you're not. I've been with you for this long. This is how long I've pay- I've paid this amount, and if I can't renew at this amount for the entire year, I'm done. And, and every year. Yes, Mr. Mackling.
0: I know the audio service you're talking about, and I remember the last time they called. It's been years now. They finally gave up, but they're like, hey, when you did you want to... Because it comes in the car, and uh, they say, do you want to subscribe? I'm like... No. Okay. How how about we knock it down to like five bucks a month? No. Three bucks a month? No. Two dollars. It almost got down to like five cents a month. Like, why didn't you just offer me just lead with that?
2: Send me a check for $20 and I'll be glad to have your service. (laughs)
1: you you pay me to use it. Or how about when you, when like my bank, for example, I'll call and ask them to do something. Oh, we can't do that. Week later, phone rings. Hi, we're just checking in to see how you're doing. Is there anything we can help you with? Yes. I asked. You said no. Get lost.
0: It's our small town salute. Now, summertime, of course, is festival time in Manitoba. Every summer weekend, there are events in small towns in every part of our province.
2: For 10 years now, the Hoop and Holler Folk Festival has been providing people of all ages and backgrounds with an opportunity to come together to celebrate music, art, Nature and Community. This weekend, this same group is celebrating the music of the season less than an hour west of the city.
1: So we're going to talk about Red Moon Road, simple kind of Christmas this Sunday in Portage-la-Prairie. Linda Amachinsky, festival coordinator, joins us now. Good morning, Linda. Oh, good morning. Okay, before we talk about this weekend, remind us about your summer festival. What's it all about?
9: Well, our summer festival is exactly what you said. Uh, it, music, nat- nature, uh community, uh, getting together, people connecting. It's just a wonderful, relaxing vibe. We have workshops. We have a Cottonwood Trail, Nature Trail. We have tent camping, bonfires. Uh, it's just a, a good feel. So
2: Linda, tell us what you've got planned for this weekend. When I came across this, I was uh, kind of not only blown away, but super impressed with uh, what, what you have on tap.
9: Wow. Well, thank you for that. Uh, well, yes, we, we're combining fine dining in, in the charming city of portage la prairie which is worth the, the drive to come out, uh, along with top-notch entertainment with Red Moon Road. They're bringing a five-piece band. Uh, their tickets are sold out in Winnipeg. They're on a six-city tour. Uh, they It's called A Simple Kind of Christmas, and they are... Um, um, uh, they headlined at Wuppenhaller Folk Festival in 2020. And so we're combining the fine dining. When you walk into Taste of Spice, it's like you're walking into Montreal or New York City. It's a very high end, classy restaurant. And combining with that a top-notch entertain- live music and a five-piece band, wow! It's it's a it's going to be a beautiful uh, experience that's going to be worth the drive if if your listeners are outside of the Portage Prairie area.
2: Well, let's find out a little bit more about that music. Josh uh, Wright is uh, standing by. Josh, uh, you know the, the the festival in the summertime has clearly gained quite the reputation. And attracts not only in this case, you know, uh, talent from elsewhere, but local talent. Just talk about how events like this just grow the cultural scene in Manitoba and give performers this opportunity to, to grow and share their art.
3: Well, Whoop and Holler has always provided artists with a platform to elevate their music in front of a new audience. Often, artists that are just starting out in the Manitoba music scene, as well as seasoned talent from all across Canada. Um, particularly in Manitoba. They they share a stage. So when we get these up-and-coming performers and seasoned performers playing together, it creates something very, very special on stage, not only through the individual performances, but also the workshops on stage um, when the musicians collaborate and come together. So we offer something that is very immersive, not only for the artists, but also for the people attending and wanting to expand their music tastes in the local scene. So that's um, something that we, uh, we really take pride in at Whoop and Holler and we have attracted a wide um, roster of artists from Red Moon Road who is playing here at the Christmas show to um, uh, G Rangers and so many other great Manitoban acts and Canadian acts.
1: We've talked about the music. I'd love to talk about the food because, you know, I've been portage several times a year. Kids always seem to have sporting events there, hockey tournaments and all the rest. And I have not been to this Taste of Spice. So who can chat with us about the food?
9: Hi, how are you? Good. Who
1: am I speaking with?
9: This is Avisha, and I'm the owner of Taste of Spice. Oh my gosh,
1: I'm like looking at your menu right now. Just tell us all about it for those who aren't familiar about who, what your place is, but also what you're planning for this weekend.
9: Well, absolutely. So, Taste of Spice is actually quite a new restaurant in the city of Portage la Prairie. We're located right in the heartbeat of downtown, and this is actually one of Manitoba's largest luxury restaurants, bar, and banquet halls, featuring brilliant blends of Indian and Canadian fusion cuisine. So, this weekend, actually, we have a amazing, extraordinary menu prepared for you, and especially pairing fine dining with you know a little bit of a cultural mosaic and familiarity of Canadian cuisine, along with red moon road should really be a gift to all those attending
2: i just you know portage La prairie is one of these communities that that continues to not only maintain its its population but to grow a population talk about bringing an upscale uh an upscale restaurant and bar to a place like portage
6: La prairie
9: Absolutely. It's been a wonderful experience so far. In fact, we've gotten so much support, not only from the people of Portage, but people from Winnipeg and Brandon and Thompson, all driving out just for events like this. So it's really a gift of an experience.
2: Well, maybe you could just uh, hand us back to Linda. And Linda, you mentioned the fact that the the tickets that were available in the city for physical purchase are gone. Can people still come as their way to get tickets? I may have missed that.
9: Uh, yes, you can get tickets online at whoopandholler.com forward slash tickets. And we're we, we, are, we are so appreciative of your having us on, on the show that we'd love to offer your listeners uh, a promo code to get a discount for a flash one-day one day flash day sale. Okay. And, uh, and the promo code is whoop20, which is W-H-O-O-P 20. So they will get 20% off with that promo code for today till midnight.
2: And the website once again?
9: Is whoopinholler.com W-H-O-O-P-A-N-D-H-O-L-L-A-R.com.
2: And what time do things get underway on Sunday so I can plan out my weekend?
9: Okay, um, the, uh, things start at 5 o'clock. There will be a, a, a complimentary welcome drink and there will be a cash bar available. And at 5.30, the uh, Grand Buffet of Fine Dining will begin till 7. At 7 o'clock, Red Moon Road will take the stage. Uh, They'll do about a 45-minute set, then there'll be a break and another 45-minute set. So it'll be just a lovely, beautiful uh, evening. Uh, We invite people to give the gift of music for Christmas this year and also treat them, not only others kindly, but themselves. And give themselves the gift of music by coming out to this very unique, charming city with this uh, lovely experience.
2: Well, thank you all for uh, joining us this morning. Red Moon Road performing "Simple Kind of Christmas" this Sunday in Portage la Prairie at Taste of Spites. And and Brett, I know you were diligently uh, writing down the the website there one more time for our listeners.
0: So thank the we- you. And thank you very much, Linda. We appreciate it. And the promo code is Whoop20, W H O O P 20. And that website is uh, I, I can we can even just send you the link, but it's uh, Whoop and Holler. Um, I don't know you know I don't have I've got the eventbrite page actually in front of me here. So I we can just send you the link if you want. Just shoot us a text at 204-780-6868. But it's com is where you can find that. And uh, the if you're interested in Taste of Spice as well, their website Taste of Spice. .ca I had not heard of this place I am it hitting looks that fantastic. Up next
1: time I'm there I, we really are there or we go through there on the way to Minidosa or Clear Lake and all the rest. They've got a really great uh, Greek restaurant in Portage. There's a Mexican one that's excellent and this one looks this looks great. Do yourself a favor and make yourself hungry right now. <laughs> And look up Taste of Spice. (laughs) Do they deliver to downtown Portage from Portage La Prairie?
2: Yeah, let's have it. Let's have it. Breakdown Portage in Maine. Whoop and Holler, W H O O P and Holler, H O L L A (laughs) R.com.
0: We learned about this yesterday, how thousands of people are expected to take part in a coin exchange at the Royal Canadian Mint today. Okay. I I sense the skepticism
2: in your tone of voice about that number. That number I am also skeptical of. We want to know why all these people will be at one of the most iconic buildings in our city. There, to let us know, Global News Mornings, Clay Young outside the Mint, L'Age Maudière, And Furmore Avenue, that just gorgeous building that must be gleaming this morning, Clay, in this uh, beautiful blue sky, sunshiny morning.
8: Actually, I'm inside the Mint. But Well, thanks, Clay. No, 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 no. You just bear with me.
2: I'm bearing with you. We always bear with you, my friend. We
8: we do things outside the box around here. I'm with Tracy Heminger of the uh, Royal Canadian Mint. Uh, So tell us, tell everyone at home, or if they're driving, or they're on the worldwide net, uh, what's happening here
10: today? Yeah, good morning. Thanks for joining us at the Mint. Today we are hosting a coin exchange, and what that means is that uh, we invite everybody in to get the first coin being put out into the market. So this time it's for the King's Effigy. So Clay, today people can come in, bring $3.40 dollars 40 You'll get a toonie, a loonie, a quarter, a nickel, and a dime. All the first run of the um, new 2023 circulation coins with the King's Effigy.
8: And the uh, doors open to the public at 9, right? And how long will this last today?
10: That's correct. So the coin exchange starts at 9 a.m. today. We've got a few people in line today. That's normal for us. It's very exciting. Um, And it's going to run until 4 p.m.
8: And, uh, you know, I did some prep on this. The last time something like this happened was uh, 70 70 years ago and that is when we had queen elizabeth
10: that is correct it's been over 70 years since we have changed the effigy on our coins
8: so uh some of these coins are already in circulation
10: they have started circulating yes um you'll start to see them it it takes a little while to dispense you know get them coast to coast across canada but they just started yes
8: all right uh you you just stay there cuz i'm going to do a clayism right now I'm just going out into the crowd. Uh, the lineup has gotten bigger and bigger. So now I am outside, uh, the mint and I'm looking at this sea of people. So I'm just gonna just, Hey, how you doing? Pretty Good. Good. So what brings you here today? I'm a collector and like to get the King coins. So you are, a uh, now I've been told that there's a, I know there's a lot of avid coin collectors in in winnipeg and across the province so you're not necessarily a royal watcher you just want to get the uh these new coins these shiny new coins. A combination sort of yeah yeah, yeah. okay but but yes i'd like to get the coins like yeah you're saying. and you're the first in line here yeah <laughs> do you do this all the time every time there's some kind of an event like this you get here bright and early well not this early but no <laughs> yeah. okay all right how about <laughs> yes for sure it's a special event how about you sir um why are you here
11: well oh, just come over to get the uh the coins the
8: price was right so uh pretty good one for one let's yeah, the, do it the price is right it's yeah. just a simple exchange <laughs> how about you ma'am
9: I'm just here for the coins.
8: Just for the coins. Yes. You don't watch the uh, royal family at all. Oh, very much so. Oh, yeah. you do. Yeah. Who's your your favorite member of the royal family?
9: I still say Di.
8: Oh, Princess Diana. Yeah. Okay, well we'll leave well, that.
9: She's gone,
10: but she's yeah. still a favorite.
8: What, what do you think of Harry and Meghan?
10: Oh, I like Harry. <laughs> <laughs> you do? Yeah.
8: Now I got a laugh out of you. Do you like Harry and Meghan?
1: Well, I'm not here for Harry and Meghan. No. I'm here for the coin.
8: You're here for the coin. Yeah. Uh, are you a royal watcher? Yes. Yeah. How do you think uh, the king is going to do now?
9: He's going to do great. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, okay.
8: he is. All right. A couple more people. Hi. How are you? Every
10: time I see you, you're looking, getting to look better
4: and better.
8: I am well. I got a face for radio. How are you?
4: <laughs> Very good.
8: Good. And what brought you out here today? Besides me. <laughs> The coins, yeah. The coins, yeah. Yeah. How about you? It just came for the coins. Just for the coins, okay. Well, there you have it. There's a brief sample. I just, uh, see, that's one of the great things about my job. I just walk up to people who don't know me, well, apparently some do, and just start talking to them, uh, and, hey, how you doing? And there's lots of security here, by the way. (laughs) Lots of security here. We got police, we got security guards coming out of my yin-yang.
2: Clay, how many people do you figure in line right now? Can you can you guesstimate we, the,
8: when, the crowd? When we pulled up, when we pulled up, and that was that was early, about six, uh, there was no one, no one here, uh, and then around about seven o'clock, I noticed some people, about eight or nine, and now there's well over. Well, I'm not good at crowd I'd say well, about 150, and I mean this thing is going to go on all day. Right? Sure, sure. That opens at nine o'clock. And any minute now, uh, Anita Neville, the lieutenant, Gov- uh, lieutenant governor, is going to come in. So I expect it to be busy all day here. I think It's kind
1: of cool. It's the idea that you're the first to see something and get your hands on it. Eventually, we'll all have our hands on those coins. But this is the first. And this is the chance to know that they're coming off the line relatively untouched. You know, they're, they'll be as clean as a coin can get.
8: Let me let me point something out to you. I decided, you know, I should get some of these. You need exact change, okay? They do. And I said, hey, do you take debit, uh, credit card? No, you got to come here with exact change. It's a coin exchange for Charles. You train in your Elizabeth to get Charles. That's what's going on here.
1: And all the coins, right, Clay? You have to come with your two dollar, your toony, your looney your quarter, your dime, and your nickel, and then they just give you a package, yes?
8: Exactly. So I managed to get my package, and I somebody spotted me 10 cents. <laughs> they spotted you a dime. They escaped. I I was short one dime, and uh, I made it.
2: Buddy, can you oh, spare goodness. a dime?
8: Now, I don't know. Do you want me to keep talking? Because uh, Anita Neville just walked in. I mean, I can talk to you until the cows come home over here. <laughs>
2: I don't know. You got any cows strolling by there at this point in time?
8: Well, you know what? Now now you've, now you, there there she is, the Lieutenant Governor. Hi. I haven't seen you. We're live on CJOB right now. (laughs) We are. Are you happy to be here today? I am delighted to be here today. Thank you. I understand you're going to have the first, first dibs at the new coin.
3: So I gather.
8: Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, it's very good to see you.
3: Thank you very
8: much. All right. So there's the Lieutenant Governor. Anyone else you would like me to talk to right now? I just keep walking up to people and they have no idea what I'm doing.
0: We often Is don't have live? any idea what you're doing either, Clay, but we're going to let you go. Thank you so much for giving us a, a peek into what ha- what's happening there. It sounds like an exciting day.
8: Yeah, somebody just said, "Was that live?" Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Clay Young Global News Morning. Joining us live on 680 CJOB from the Royal Canadian Mint ahead of the coin exchange, and let us know if you're heading down there today to get your get your King Charles coins here. So three dollars and forty
2: cents is the magic number. Is that right? A toonie, a loonie, a quarter, a diamond, and nickel. Three forty. You have to have that exact amount, and then you exchange it, and then you have the new coins with. Uh, King Charles looking—is it looking left versus looking right? I Does I understand it, I believe that's.
0: Yeah, I think it's left. No, yeah. I, I, I can't quite remember. Sit, is your change going
2: to sit differently in your pocket now? Oh, that's an interesting question.
0: But right now, we want to head to the Exchange District because, I mean, you can see it from our perch here on the 30th floor at 201 Portage. The ODR in the Exchange is ready.
1: I've been wondering just about the challenge of maintaining outdoor hockey rinks um, this time of year, but also because of the freeze-thaw. We know they're in high demand. People love them, and so it's nice to see this one's ready to go. David Pensato of the Exchange District Biz joins us now. Good morning, David.
11: Good morning. I think you're jumping the gun a little bit. Oh. It's not quite ready. Oh, okay,
1: that's fine. You walk us through where you're at, because I saw the the water being sprayed last night. So the first layer is up or two? Yeah, the first few layers.
11: You know, we're hopeful. Uh, we're We're hopeful it'll be ready by the end of next week, maybe even midweek. But uh, you know, with uh, six degrees above or whatever it's going to reach today, uh, you know, we, there's still a little bit. It, it actually helps with the flooding. Um, but, uh, you know, in terms of getting that nice smooth surface, but, uh, yeah, that, that freeze thaw is still in
7: effect for us.
2: Well, we should send you a picture from way up the top of 201 portage here, David, because it looks spectacular. And at street level that, you know, I don't even know how big that site is. Is it, is it even an acre, David? Like maybe not quite, but it's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the life that it brings to the exchange district, to the West exchange, uh, when it's being used for a small event or a large event, there's just something spectacular about that physical location.
11: Absolutely, and it, you know, it, you know, we we have to thank the the business community in the Exchange District. Way back in the in the late '70s and early '80s, the Old Market Square Association, which was the the biz before the biz, who saw who had the foresight to work with the City of Winnipeg to turn you know, the, the 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 site that was Winnipeg fire hall number one into and that was completely being unused and was basically rubble, uh to to be turn it into a, a public square. And uh, you know, we've been we've been enjoying it in various forms and various upgrades ever since. And uh, you know, it really, really goes to them. Uh, and and it's it's what we continue to do today as as an organization, right? We work on behalf of the businesses to make the neighborhood as uh, enjoyable and attractive as possible. And and the rink over the past few years has been a big part of that.
0: Any idea how many people use the rink during an, in a given season? Oh, you know what? That's a good thing.
11: Maybe we should start counting. Uh, I could not tell you. Uh, I can tell you that uh, you know over the past couple of years we've been doing our Thursday throws out there. Uh, last year we partnered with Curl Manitoba to do that. This year we're hoping to have them back and we're hoping to do a little bit more of that kind of programming over the noon hour. Definitely see people in the evenings, probably uh, residents and things kind of going out for skates. I've seen figure skaters at noon uh, and definitely, you know, the weather plays a part. If it's, uh, you know, a couple of years ago was, I don't know, one of those winters where it was seemed like it was 30 below every day. We didn't get a lot of use that year.
1: <laughs> well, there's been years past you've even, there's been provided cross-country skis and kick sleds and other things like that. David, is that on tap this year? Are you looking to see what else you can do to keep winter... People right. Outside yeah. yeah. In winter?
11: Did that with uh, Yeah. We did that with um, Winnipeg Trails uh, down at Stephen Juba Park. Uh, we haven't been in touch with them about that particularly this year. They haven't been doing as much of that. But we are looking at more programming at the rink at uh, Old Market Square. We're bringing back our partnership with Little Brown Jug for one of our first Fridays. Uh, they they did. They're doing um, drag on ice. So that's a that's an extension of their absolutely fabulous Fridays. Uh, you know we're bringing back the Thursday throw. We're hoping to have some friendly competition with other, uh, other offices in, in the area. Maybe we can stack up against you one Thursday at noon. Oh, yes. That might be fun. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And, and yeah, so we're, we're adding stuff. We're looking at some family skates and and things like that. Those, those things are still fluid and in motion and uh, we'll have more to announce about that
2: uh, soon. David, I know you just released this vision document for, for downtown and the exchange, obviously a huge part of that. And the idea of attracting, you know, thousands more people to come and live downtown. But in the meantime, how important is the creation of these people spaces? Just simple spots, uh, that just are you know an oasis uh, from from urban life or or an accent or an accoutrement, if you like, to living in an urban space. They are
11: critical, and it is part of what uh, why the exchange district just continues to to plug along. You know we're sort of slow and steady here, uh, but it, but we have all of these little corners and we try to animate them. it's It's been a focus of ours over the past five years or so. So you know in the summer we, we're programming various alleyways. Uh, certainly, you know Jazz Fest and Fringe Fest use different corners of the, of the area. We've got our you know, Lights on the Exchange uh, Festival, which started last year, which we're bringing back this year, that starts to bring some more interesting art, again, to these different little corners and public spaces that sometimes people don't think of, they're just sort of zipping through. Um, but there's lots of little fun places for stuff to happen and activating them and drawing people in and building on the strength of what we have has really, really been our focus.
0: And we've been hearing that, uh, you know, there's there's talk of perhaps uh, organizing a farmer's market for Old Market Square in the summertime.
11: Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure where that rumor is coming from. Um, certainly, it's been floated. I know that uh, going back to what I mentioned about the Old Market Square Association, they ran a very successful farmer's market in the 80s. And, uh, uh, and uh, unfortunately, the funding for that got shifted uh, over to a different location, I don't know, in the late 80s. Um, and it, it's been tried a few times and it's been difficult to get going uh, just because of the location and because you really need to have that full uh, that full experience of lots of different produce and vendors and things. It's certainly something we're interested in looking at and exploring and have been talking to a couple people about. But we'll see if we can get it off the ground.
0: David Bensato, Exchange District Biz, joining us live on 680 CJOB. David, always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Likewise. Thank you. And it is nine thirteen. Mackling, McGarry, and McNab. I guess I really should just get some skates. Like you know, you need it's to. right there. It's time, uh, but, bro. but more
1: than that, you need to because these are like basically your two routes home. Yep. Daily, Monday to Thursday in the winter, you take the trail. Yep. So sling a pair of skates over your shoulder, and then Fridays is often sending you in the other direction. I don't. I don't. Uh, of all the people. <laughs> In the land. Who should have skates? Who should have
0: skates? (laughs) It is Mackling McGarry McNabb. We're asking you about a frustrating retail experience that you had before. And this isn't about... Dumping on the retail industry or retail workers. It's just, hey, sometimes, especially at this time of year, you're going to have some frustration to deal with. It's a stressful season, and we've got tickets for Sebastian Maniscalco to give away. Our runner-up here is Bill. Bill says, many years ago, there was an ad in the newspaper for Plymouth Horizons. So my mom goes down Saturday morning to the dealership first to get in the door when they opened, and the salesman told her all of the, they sold out. And wanted to sell her one at a higher price. She said, Oh, well, how can the ones that are on sale be gone? I'm the first one here, and the sale starts today. Guy gives her some song and dance, and the owner happened to be walking by as this was happening, and he told the salesman, We're gonna have a chat later, but for now, you give her a Plymouth Horizon. Wow. And I read that, I thought, like, like give her a deal. And Bill says, No. She walked out of that dealership. With a free car because the sales guy was lying through his teeth oh. and the owner was, wasn't was having it.
1: I know it's just a bad apple, you know, that can happen when you, but it's, but it taints your future sales exchange. I one time went to buy a car, did a test drive. It was on a lot in a big sort of, in an area where there's a bunch of dealerships coming together to sell the car.
2: Like a big I, mall?
1: Yeah, but I liked the car. Came back, sat down at the table. Okay, what are you prepared to pay for it? And the, or what, there's no price on it. And so he said, it's, I think, $22,000. And I said, sorry, I don't know if you realize, but you didn't wash that windshield well enough. I can see what you previously tried (sighs) to sell it at, which was $17,000. And now you're trying to charge me 15. And I just walked away. And I got a phone call later in the day saying, what can we do to get you back in here? We're really sorry that shouldn't have happened. And I said, I don't know, like, it's not ten grand less than I'm out, and they couldn't do it. But I couldn't believe.
2: So they it had, had been at twenty two. You know
1: they you know yep. Like they put the little marker yep. mar- marker on the windshield. Yep. They had washed it off. Tried to sell it to me at an inflated place of what they couldn't sell it before, which is why they were having this big deal. And uh, yeah, I, so then all <laughs> they raised the price then.
2: to put it on sale.
1: Like I took them out there. I was like, if, surely you can see what I can see.
0: My word. Man, I was steamed. (laughs) Oh, no kidding. But our winner today is Rose, and Rose actually sent us a couple of great stories. I think we're only going to have time for the second one, uh, Mr. Greg, involving the sweater. bought an expensive sweater. Saw the sweater on sale
2: the following week, so I went back and asked for a price adjustment. Sounds reasonable. Grouchy sales clerk told me, we don't do price adjustments. So I asked, well, can I return it? She said, yes. Great. I said, I'll return it and buy it at the <laughs> sale price. Just more paperwork for you. I said, she looked at me like she wanted to stab a pencil into my eye and proceeded to give me a price adjustment.
0: Well wow. done, Rose. Good for you. Stand uh, your ground, the uh, consumers. And the, the Coles notes of the, the first story that uh, she, she bought a couch and they told her that it would come on such and such day between 5 and 9 p.m. So she gets home. 4:30 to a note saying sorry we missed you so she called the store and said uh, i was promised five to 9 p.m and they said well what do you want us to do the delivery guys are done for the day and she said if you we have a binding contract if you don't get me that couch by 9 p.m you will have a lawsuit on your desk tomorrow and the couch showed up at 8 30 so rose stand your ground for a ch- for
8: those tickets sebastian maniscalco enjoy that show